1: Welcome back, Laurie and Julia show, my talk 107.1, everything entertainment. Holly is in for Julia today. Before the show is over, once again, we will give you a chance to guess the celebrity voice. And if that is you, you're going to spend a very fun Sunday evening on the 20th of May watching Rob Lowe perform his one-man show stories, I Only Tell My friend.
2: Thank you so much, Donny Love. Uh, by the way, we didn't uh, talk to Chris Hewitt about Tully, and so I went on, because um, that opens tomorrow night. That's a comedy directed by Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody, starring Charlize Theron, Donny, our girl Mackenzie Davis from halt and Catch Fire. Oh, she's great. I she's great actress. Yeah. And uh, Mark Duplass is in it, oh, Duplass, yes. I love you. Yeah. Colin Colvert uh, Tully gave it four out of four. It's uncommonly intelligent, amusing, and honest portrait of motherhood, thorns, and all. And um, this guy from uh, the Irish Times says, uh, this movie is giving us something we didn't know, a mashup of Mary Poppins, and we need to talk about Kevin. Whoa! Those oh, are we need three. to talk about Kevin. Yeah.
3: Oh,
1: oh my. <laughs>
3: well, that gives kind of an indication of yeah. maybe where this is going to go.
2: But it's ninety-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it people are really, uh, really liking my- it. Bust Magazine likes it. Uh, Peter Travers from Rolling Stone, Katie Walsh from Tribune News Services. So it seems like pretty much everybody likes this movie. I'm glad. Diablo, I wanted her to have a...
1: Yeah, she wrote the screenplay. Yeah, yeah.
2: she wrote the screenplay, and Mm -hmm. they said Charlize Theron in this movie is astonishing.
1: Yeah, she gained 50 pounds.
2: Yeah, but she is like outstanding in this movie. is good. Yeah, Yeah. so that's... uh, That's really good. Okay, Um, let's listen to our celebrity voice. Let's give away our Rob Lowe uh, tickets for Stories I Only Tell My Friend. Uh, That'll be May 20th at the State Theater. All right. Read this book like five or six years ago. Absolutely a delight. He has all these amazing stories, and he said he named it Stories I Only Tell My Friends because people kept saying to him, why aren't you writing these? Why isn't this in a book? You tell the most amazing stories about people he knows in Hollywood. And because none of them are forever. Yeah. And none of them are really like, um like he hasn't written the scandalous stories. I only tell so my are, friends. He, you know.
3: He's saving the salacious version for maybe a later date. But these
2: stories are still really, really, it was a fun book. So this show read. is him. It's him telling, telling the stories. stories. Yeah. So I think it would be good. So let's listen to our voice. I don't think it's going to be too difficult. Okay, here we go. Amy's not measuring up in terms of how Christmas should be, so Ruth is just going to okay. I'm I'm making some phone calls, and then they arrive and just redecorate the house. Wow, I have no idea. I who don't who know that either. Oh, really? I could have sworn you no, guys. Somebody man. in Idea six five one six four okay. one one zero oh, seven one. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I have no idea I where have, that was from. Even, it didn't I don't even know flicker. who they're
3: talking. Can you play it one more time?
2: Uh, really? Yeah, for other people.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. One more time. Here we go.
2: Amy's not measuring up
0: in terms of how Christmas should be. So Ruth is just going to okay, I'm I'm making some phone calls and then they arrive and just redecorate the house. Wow.
2: All right. Feel no flicker. I know somebody Completely will. Stumped. somebody will get it. All right. So, um Uh, While Donnie is manning the phones. uh, Figure out that riddle. I had uh, a little, uh, this was a story, I think this was in the um, Hollywood Reporter, and it's called A Tale of Parallel Steves, the untold story of Stephen King and Steven Spielberg. Oh. They're the same age. They're both very prolific with no signs of slowing down. They've both been influential for over five years. Decades, 70s, 80s,
3: 90s, 2000s, 2010s. Uh huh. And on April 5th, 1974,
2: a high school English teacher by the name of Stephen King had his first novel published, Carrie, the story of a bullied teenage girl who, you know, telekinetic powers, fiery revenge made into a movie. On that same day, April 5th, 1974, Universal Pictures released the jailbreak comedy. The Sugarland Express, the first movie done by Steven Spielberg, Spielberg with Goldie Hawn. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Great movie. Great movie? It is. It, I mean, just, it really captures sort of that 70s time and those kind of movies, you know, like... Um, the chase kind of films. Five Easy Pieces and sort of that, you know... Now I know what
3: you're talking about. The, the, that I don't 70s know, that,
2: vibe. That's, <laughs> that's all, all I can really yeah, say. Yeah, I know. And it captures it. And then... Um, So this is how they're, so then King's second book, Salem's Lot, one of the scariest books I've ever read, (laughs) scary as hell movie, came out four months after Jaws. By Steven Spielberg. Which is also a scary-as-all-get-out movie. That was 1975. The year 1977 began with the January publication of The Shining and ended with the November release of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So they've been on this parallel track the whole time. Yeah, they came close to collaborating... A few times, uh, but never joined forces, although a generation of movie makers who grew up as their fans now merged their styles. You can see it in the Duffer Brothers' Stranger Things and in Andy Muschetti's uh, adaptation, It.
3: Oh, yes. That has
2: an unabashed Spielbergian vibe. How do you like that word?
3: They all, you're you're absolutely right, Stranger Things. The new It. The kids. Uh, the the kids. 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 It's, it's about the kids, mm. and it's from their perspective, and them solving Well, not solving mysteries, but yeah. yeah.
2: Steven Spielberg said, I don't know how we're not related by blood, Stephen King and I. I can't believe we haven't made a movie together. I really think though we have a spiritual connection in terms of movies and stories we love to tell. All right, do we have a winner?
1: we do this is candace candace is from miniatrista and she's going to tell us who this is
2: amy's not measuring up in terms of how christmas should be so ruth is just going to okay i'm I'm making some phone calls and then they arrive and just redecorate the house who is that candace, candace who the hell is that
0: that that is christine baranski oh, oh of course the oh, good fight we were just talking about you, that you can you Tell her she says "okay." She has that weird accent.
2: All right. Are you excited to go see Rob Lowe and his native storytelling? I, I didn't realize that he it was even coming. I had read the book like you had said. You read the book a few years ago. I
0: had read it a couple of years ago and
2: loved it. I loved it. His stories are fantastic. It'll be so much fun to hear it in his voice because he'll be able to add a lot to it. Exactly. All right, we'll wonderful. Enjoy. Thanks, Thank Thanks for hanging out enjoy. with us,
1: Candace. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. You know, oh. speaking of Stephen King, his Castle Rock series is coming to Hulu at the end of July, and Castle Rock is a town in Maine where a lot of his spooky stories yeah, are set. Yeah, a lot set. of his
2: stories are set there. Yeah. Well, in a separate interview, Stephen King, who's one year younger than Spielberg, reveals there was one movie they almost did together, Poltergeist. Ooh. He said it, oh, didn't work, that movie. it didn't work out because... Uh, it was before the internet. Uh, everyone has to qualify that. And We had a communication breakdown, and Spielberg said I wanted him to help me with the script and sort of write it with me, but he was unavailable. Stephen King was on a ship going across the Atlantic to England. The QE, the, the QE two, yes. And it took so long for him to reply because of snail mail and telephone, no internet. So it he replaced them and then um so they they've come close a couple times. About a decade ago, Spielberg tried to turn the skeleton key into a six hour TNT mm. miniseries, mm-hmm. but it was too much money for TNT at yeah. the time. Yeah.
3: So anyway. Oh, can you imagine okay. Poltergeist co-written by Stephen King? Mm-hmm. That movie is terrifying. Which one? Poltergeist. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Already oh, as it is. Already as it is. Yeah. Oh, what could have been? That I know it. <laughs> what could have been? Um, all right, listen. We have to go and we come back. We've got random thoughts and we also have some music. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if...
0: And now, Julia's random thoughts.
2: He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right. That's all it is. Listen, this is random. Uh, Celine Dion, Donnie uh, has the audio for us. Uh, She teamed up with Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool for the official music video for her brand new single called Ashes. (laughs) And I was watching Ryan Reynolds as the dead, you know, flitting around. And I don't know, Donnie, Donnie didn't like it. That I it was kind of dumb. I thought it was... Well, that's the point. That's, yeah, it's I, supposed to be
1: dumb.
3: Okay. It is. <laughs> Let's listen to she, this just song. A second. I,
1: know I, I just lost the audio now. Oh, you did? No, I've, I'll get it back. Just oh, well, She
3: looks it. fantastic in this give video. I love her outfit. And then, of course, Deadpool dancing around. But the joke, of course, is in the first movie, Deadpool likes Celine Dion. And so now in the second one, here she is. Yes. Back in
2: all of her glory. I know. Okay. Coming up. All right, coming up. So we've got that. Uh We also posted uh, uh, this. Uh, oh, here we go.
3: Calling on you.
2: Cause I've been shaking. I've been bending backwards till I'm Watching all these dreams go up in smoke. That's
3: exactly what I was going to. I'm like, she's almost
2: doing a caricature of herself. She is. I I guess I liked it better (laughs) when I watched the video with it. It worked oh definitely works better with the video, the video. A standalone <laughs> okay. song. <Yes>. Okay.
3: <laughs>
1: Julia well. would be so upset with us right now.
3: She Why? Would. She
1: loves Celine Dion. She
2: does. It's not Celine that we was. don't love Celine. Do. Celine is in on the joke.
0: Yeah. She I gets it. Said, yeah. Okay. yeah.
2: Okay, so we also posted uh Pink's daughter uh couldn't keep her eyes uh Opened during her mom's concert, the beautiful Trauma World Tour, and it was in Dallas, and uh, it's really cute. And again, if you missed the news earlier, Pink is coming back uh, around again for the beautiful Trauma World Tour. Tickets go on sale next Friday, May 11th, and that is a May 5th. 5th, 2019 show. Yep. So a year from today. have yeah. two days. I know it. Ah! Oh, my gosh. Okay, so anyone have any randoms today? I have, I have well, one good uh, one. I've got one. All right,
1: tell us. How about. What do you guys feel about this? Some British schools are ditching analog clocks from classrooms because a generation of kids raised on digital clocks can't read them and are getting stressed out about time running out during tests.
2: Oh, because they see the hand, the second hand moving? The, they can't read the the analog clock. Well, Jimmy Kimmel tested that. He must have gotten a hold of that story, too, because last night for a kid on the street, yeah. they had one of their workers or people that do those people on the street things yeah. with clocks mm-hmm. asking kids. To tell time. To tell time. How old are you when you learn how to use those
3: clocks? I Pretty feel like, young, like yeah. first
2: or second grade. You start learning the the, the hour, the minute, and the second hand. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. I think that's sad. Well,
3: <laughs> Donnie, the future is now. We're <laughs> oh, not telling we're not using the little beads to do math oh, no. anymore.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so, no, are they don't
2: do that anymore, old no, yeah. sarcastic.
1: <laughs> Learn to read a clock for crime and sakes. Right. Get off Donnie's lawn. Really? This was
2: this was my favorite story uh yesterday, and we didn't talk about it, but um, You know Sweden, land of IKEA, blondes, and social uh, welfare reform, and all of that. Abba. They they, and Abba. They they let the world know something that that shocked the palate. Is Swedish meatballs the signature national dish? They confessed is really Turkish. (gasps) The country's national Twitter account, follow Sweden if you're not, made the announcement. And here's what they tweet tweeted: Swedish meatballs are actually based on a recipe King Charles. What? No, I don't know how to read Roman numerals. What's X and then the two I's? Is that seven? It's 12. Okay, see, I, seven. <laughs> I never learned the Roman numeral. Okay, King Charles the 12th brought home from Turkey in the early 18th century. And now I don't know who this is a dig to, but then they said Sweden, the official Twitter account. Let's stick to the facts, people. Oh, Sweden. It was not immediately clear why they did this, but the admission created a storm of reaction. Turks rejoiced. Some Swedes were dismayed. And all kinds of ribbing happened between the...
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait, you take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of
3: flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes
0: and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you.
2: Two country. Countries, one Swede lamented on Twitter, my whole life has been a lie. Some Turks urged Sweden to change the name of the meatballs to the Turkish name, Kofti, Kofti. And Turkish media called the Swedish tweet a confession and suggested that uh, Charles, King Charles the 12th, might have taken other Turkish products back to Sweden, including coffee beans and stuffed cabbage. <laughs> that is when Sweden's Twitter oh! account, apparently not wanting to start a culinary war, said, mind you, we love coffee more than meatballs, but they did not take the bait. Um, and then also, uh, two million meatballs are concern- consumed in Turkey. Uh, every single day. And yeah. Turkish meatballs are slightly different because the Swedish meatballs do come in gravy. That's right. They that's have right. the sauce
3: with them. What they are you do. going to do when you shop at Ikea and now those meatballs that they sell are fragrant rip-offs. Yeah, I don't But care. I mean, food is from ev- yeah. everywhere. Well, everywhere like like every everything. country yeah.
2: has some kind of a dumpling, something yes. that's put yes. in some kind of a dough. And, fri- and noodles. And noodles yeah. and well, all of that. Marco
1: yeah. Polo brought what he called spaghetti back from China.
2: That's well, what yeah. It was invented. Yeah, soba noodles. I mean, uh-huh. those have been around the rice noodles and lo mein and yakisoba yeah. and oh soba. So it's much to do about nothing is it what is, we're telling the official like, uh, Twitter account. Of I Sweden. do like knowing that there's a, you know, that that, that happened. That is, yesterday. yes, that did happen. Yes.
3: I need to get you guys cool before we leave. Okay. Please don't use the word on fleek anymore. Oh, who the hell
2: uses <laughs> it besides the Kardashians?
3: Yeah, don't use the word on fleek anymore. Although it's weird because I don't think I've ever heard anyone actually say it. That's one of those words that Except you Except the
2: Kardashians. What does it mean? Like oh on God. point, yeah. Oh, cool. like you're cool, yeah. whatever. Oh. Like,
3: like Are Kenny's you? Kenny's Fleet Farm outfit is very on fleek, fleek today.
2: Good. I'm glad that that's been given a rest because we never took it up. No,
3: don't use mm. selfie either. Apparently, that's lame. Nobody
2: uses it anymore. What do you say? I, see, I don't know, but it's lame. So we got to <laughs> think of something <laughs> let's else take a to picture. say. Let's yes, let's take, take a, a picture. picture. <laughs> that's what you say. All right, we'll be back, Kenny. What's happening out there on the road? Real
1: men carry fire extinguishers. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they do. And I do. have
1: a story to back that up. I bet you do. This one's sponsored
2: by Frontline Plus.
1: We had a grass fire on the median of Highway t- Now a trend has emerged.
0: This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. What's happening right Now. now-
3: Trending online this afternoon, Christina Aguilera. She announced that her first album in six years called Liberation will be released next month. She also dropped a new single today called Accelerate. It features Ty Dolla Sign and 2 Chains. Also trending online this afternoon would be World Press Freedom Day. Also Bill Cosby and Roman Polanski. They have been expelled from the Academy Motion Pictures arts and sciences today. Goodbye. Uh, Also, if you're on Twitter, uh, Twitter is trending today because they're urging users to change passwords after a computer glitch, and it's urging all of its users to change passwords after that glitch caused some of them to be stored in plain text on its internal computer system. I've seen this prompt myself, so go ahead and change that just to be extra, extra safe. Also trending online in the world of movies, Tully, that movie is out to Tomorrow, starring their Theron, and it's getting great reviews. People talking about that one. That's us trying here hear My Talk.
0: Now you know what we know. See more at MyTalk1071.com. Sin's
2: the only water One night stand, turn into it was called some Now we call tight and He found out. All right, people. Uh, it is, uh, it's time for our Daily Royal Report. Um, oh, okay. An A-list couple that has been confirmed, basically, not by Kensington Palace, but uh, by the hairdresser, George <laughs> and Amal Clooney. Will be attending. Oh, the really? Nuptials. Yes, they fancy. Will. So, for our people who are going to be uh, over there, keep a uh, look out. Miguel let it slip that Amal had recommended his services to Megan, and he currently does her color cut and styling when she is in London. Also oh, fancy. And he told Ola mm-hmm. Magazine, "I can confirm I will be in charge." Of a mall's hair that day. Just a mall's. Just so a mall. he's
3: not doing the royal hair that day. No, he is not. At least. That we know of, that we know of. that he wants to disclose. Yeah. I feel like the only other celebrity I think might be there, Priyanka Chopra. She's getting a lot of press off of this one in her BFF hood with Ooh. Meghan Markle. Yeah, yeah, My she girl, really riding is riding the coattails a little much, Priyanka, because your show might be canceled over there on ABC. Oh, is it not?
2: To, you know, I, I gave chronico. up on Quantico. I gave up on it. It started off so good.
3: Isn't that the case, though? You get a hot show, and it's really good right out the gate, and then it doesn't have
2: anywhere to go. Well or the writer's room forgot to bring string and posties to keep all their stories. <laughs> string the, 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 and posties. <laughs> make a good conspiracy theory with that one. Okay. So I wanted to read uh, this uh, Thomas, Tom Markle, Jr. Megan's uh, brother by another mother. Oh, and that in touch posted. Uh, this is that letter that we talked about
3: briefly yeah, yesterday.
2: Yeah. Uh, Dear Prince Harry. It's not too late. Meghan Markle is obviously not the right woman for you. <laughs> um, Jeez. Let's see. Let's see. I'm cutting out some of the stuff. Meghan's attempt to act the part of a princess like a below-sea average Hollywood actress is getting old. Oh, oh boy. Thomas. What kind of... Person starts out by using her own father until he's bankrupt, then forgets about him in Mexico, leaving him broke over mostly all her debts. And when it's time to pay him back, she forgets her own father like she never knew him. Oh, it is very. Lamb. I know it is very apparent her tiny bit of Hollywood fame has gone to her head, changing her into a jaded, shallow, conceited woman. <laughs> he is not only burning the bridge; he's blowing it up behind him oh. while he's burning it <laughs> and running away, jumping. Um, she will make a joke of you and your and the royal family heritage. Oh, I love this. you and the royal family should put an end to this fake fairy tale wedding before it is too late. The whole world is watching Meg make <laughs> bad decisions and choices. It's not too late, Harry. Megan is still my sister. She's still family. So whatever happens is up to her.
3: <laughs> I love the airing of the dirty familial <laughs> laundry oh. out in public. It is so delicious. You like is she, like Nothing is going to... No. Well, nothing. It's it's not going to make any difference in the darn world. But
2: then he writes Megan is still my sister. She is family. So whatever happens is up to her. (laughs) I don't think passi- so, dude. Yeah, how passive-aggressive is that of you to write that?
3: However, I do like the fact that all of these weird relatives are coming out of the woodwork to have
2: their say on this. It's yes. entertaining.
3: And, and that in touch is willing to publish, to publish it the and handwritten it. letter and
2: pay for it. And even though in this letter he says you didn't even have the nerve to invite our father, he is going to the wedding. He is, yes.
3: and again, we saw that photo a couple weeks ago of him do it, reading a photo book of England. Yeah.
2: He was doing his homework. I cannot wait wait to see Prince George who's 4 and Princess Charlotte who just turned 3. Yes. In their little wedding outfits cuz they're going to be a little bit more manageable. Like 2 is kind of that's really oh, sketchy how they're going to behave. Right. But a 3 and a 4-year-old they can they're going to have the attention. She's got the royal wave down. We saw her when she went into the hospital. Oh, yeah, she Obviously, knows her ways. She's uh-huh. been
3: going through princess training a movie montage sequence yes. in her uh-huh. life.
2: And when she was just one, she was in Pippa's wedding. So she, this little Charlotte. Yes, yeah, she's a practice flower girl. She was a flower girl at one. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Something so who carried her? One, really? Yeah, who carried her? <laughs> I, she was walking. At one, also, yeah, uh, the so twin out, yeah. the twin daughters of Benita Lit are also going to be in. Uh, The wedding, because that's the big thing in British weddings. They just have one grown-up standing up for them, and then they have The little children be the flower, or the bridesmaids, flower girls, what have you. So, yeah, what's his name? Prince George will be a page boy in the royal lineup the only time. He's going to be
3: so cute. He's going to be so cute. Do you think he's going to have little little shorts on, or are they going to put him in pants?
2: Oh, he's going to have shorts on. The little shorts and the socks. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's like a little Louis Anderson, that little George. Um, we, wanted, we, know, <laughs> we wanted to do some investigating about why British women wear uh, such amazing hats at weddings because no one does fascinators and fancy hats. Quite like the Brits, and no one does it as well as the British royal family. Oh, of course! If you're an aristocrat, you come with fasteners as part of the deal. That's right. So uh, here's what's happening. Town and Country did a little story for us. Um, they spoke with the etiquette tutor at the English Manor. I need to stand.
3: Up. I need to sit up a little more straight here. Yeah. Um, I sit my tea with a pinky out.
2: And up until the 1950s, ladies were seldom seen without a hat, as it was not considered the thing for ladies to show their hair in public. Mm -hmm. All that has changed, and hats are now reserved for more formal occasions. Uh, The special occasion is never complete without a hat. There has to be a hat. It's part of the British social fabric. Marie Galvin of Marie Galvin Fine Millinery. Oh, that sounds very fancy. An Irish-born hat maker based in Boston, uh, recently told uh, Brides Magazine that some women choose to wear fascinators to highlight their wealth and social status. Well, of course. And we had heard that before.
3: Well, think of the crazy, I always think of the crazy fascinators that Beatrice and Eugenie, and Eugenie wore at Prince William and look, Kate Middleton's like wedding. like something out of
1: the Grinch. But they well, were really like a, high.
3: Yes. They were really high, and it looked like a weird... <sighs> I don't know, like a diaphragm or something on her forehead. <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> But the reason that the, if you're Royal, you're supposed to have a higher hat or a fascinator or a bigger hat than anybody else. Oh, I see. It's status. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the, fasc, the fascinators, um, they used to be called a cloud. And then in the late 1800s and then by the thirties, they called it a lacy hood um and then they started calling them doll hats in the 40s because they were small very Whimsical, ridiculous headpieces like Beatrice and Eugenie wore. Yeah,
3: because they're barely
2: hats. They're barely they're the
3: headpieces, the headbands. So, does it mess
2: up your hair? Mm-hmm. And modern fascinators are most strongly linked to the cocktail hats that women wore in the 50s and 60s, oh, okay. whether it be feathers or a netted veil, mm. something that won't ruin the hair. And of course, a cocktail hat or a fascinator never has a brim. You're right. Yeah, You're right.
3: Looking at some of these fascinators oh, now. I know it. I know it. They're so, pretty spectacular. I'm sure that they're going to be all out for the Royal Wedding.
2: And, of course, the Kentucky Derby is this weekend. The Royal uh, Ascot across the pond. I mean, so when, there's
3: lots of opportunities for fancy headwear. Yeah, again, up.
2: Julia and I bemoan Herberger's uh, closing because we got uh, some of our greatest hats at Herberger's. They always had an amazing spring hat i mean big hats fancy hats go to church go to a wedding go to the kentucky derby they had some nice hats and we both have our hats that we got and there's a great hat place out at the mall of america and i know there's you know other places but that was just a like a you've got two and a half weeks to get your hat game going Lori. i know well really the kentucky derby if you're going to a party on saturday Saturday, oh that's this saturday i have i have a fascinator I have a purple fascinator. Yeah, that I'm going to wear on the royal wedding day. Perfect with my word pajamas. Of, the
1: word, <laughs> word fascinator
2: uh, comes from
1: the Latin fascinatus meaning to bewitch or cast a spell on.
2: Well, and I mean, remember in the 40s and you see in the movies with the netting and so sexy and Mm -hmm. film noir and then you have your
3: gloves up to your elbows.
2: Perfect
1: to attract and hold attentively by unique power. Oh my
3: God! Well, some of those hats (laughs) certainly hold attention, I gotta tell you.
2: Now, uh, Vera Vera Wang uh, predicts that Meghan Markle's Wedding dress will be more modern than sexy. I mean, well, we could have said duh. that statement. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Thank you, Vera Wang. Yeah. Who also told us the sky is blue and the grass is I, green. I know it. I mean, of course it is not going to be some sexy. That might be she might have a more clingy, you know, sexy thing for the evening party, but not for the The only thing I think
3: about the wedding. Mm -hmm. Megan Markle's wedding dress is my prediction is that it's going to be more Carolyn Bessette, a little more sleek, a little more minimalistic, maybe a little less lace. It is. Yeah. Like it's not going to be,
2: quote, unquote. Princessy. Exactly. Yeah.
3: I think it's going to be a little more modern, a
2: little mm-hmm. more sleek. All right. Well, there you All go. Right. I wish Vera Wang would listen to you. and My Karnak the Magnificent predictions
3: <laughs> right up to my forehead. All
2: right. Listen, when we come back, we're going to Hollywood speak. Uh, she is the discipline of a 25-year-old, and this singer is getting very candid. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood.
1: Is the meaning of this,
2: all right. What is the meaning of Camille Cosby saying her husband's guilty verdict is mob justice in a very long, bizarre statement? Mm, mm, Bill Cosby mm. was labeled as guilty because the media and accuser said so. Period. Oh, well, well where do we begin with this? <laughs> it's easy to think that Bill Cosby. Said, Please, Camille, write this letter. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you know,
3: interestingly enough, I think, like, last week, I think it it was right after the verdict, his lawyer and his publicist talked to George Stephanopoulos on Good Morning America. And they kind of had this same uh, reasoning being that basically Bill Cosby is a victim of history and mob, and mob justice, and, mob justice. Yeah, not and, real justice. And, and not real justice. And no, I, that he, was a he, real courtroom. Yeah. And that was a real jury. Thank you. Lady that, that justice
0: was, will get you. That was a court filled with Hopefully. your peers. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching from the launcher online shop stage, all the way to the,
3: And they tried you accordingly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This must be a thing that they're spinning for possible getting a retrial that the jury was tainted by, um, you know, media stories. And of course, that's always the risk with anything. But the one guy that Mm -hmm. they interviewed on Good Morning America said the thing that sealed it for the jurors was the deposition Deposition. that Bill Cosby's previous attorney let him testify to. Depositions can be real dangerous for people who have trouble with the truth. Yes. You know who I'm talking about? I A lot of people. I know who you're
3: talking about. <laughs> yeah,
2: because...
3: Uh, there it, it is. There in, it is. In his own words,
2: and yeah. the jury said that that was enough for them. Gail King on the new Charlie Rose allegations that were reported in the Washington Post that 27 uh, uh, other women accused him. Um, it's 14 CBS News employees and 13 others. And she just said this on this morning c b s this morning, and she looked very distressed. I feel sick to my stomach, yeah, I'm sure she does. Mhm.
3: The person that you worked with probably did not exhibit this behavior towards her, right but all of these staffers, these stories yeah. The Washington Post did yeah. their research on this, and it is not good for Charlie Rose, yeah, you think Gail heard
2: rumblings though before oh, no. all this came up? No, no, think because so? she came in re, re I, and i know there's a interview right now with uh Kate Blanchett and she, there were some people that were kind of giving her crap about what she's said but when people people who are in positions of power are looking to be inappropriate say inappropriate things make someone blush try and say things to get it is always someone who's more vulnerable? They're yes. newer, they're younger, they're new to the yeah. business, they're new to the organization. And
3: you, when you read the Washington Post article about Charlie Rose today, that pattern is in place. All it's of all these
2: women are in their young 20s, 20s, they're
3: production assistants, they're working their way up in the field yes. and they felt like they couldn't say anything because again, it was like the story from last fall that they, Charlie Rose well, was some in of them, position
2: of power and they s- did. They Some of them did complain yeah. and didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Just like at NBC? Yeah. Right,
3: and so now CBS news is handling
2: mm-hmm. that yeah. aspect of the story okay uh here's another one hallie Berry's trainer who is hot as hell if you want to follow them on instagram no peter lee thomas
3: oh hi, hi. peter lee thomas <laughs> yeah here's what he yeah, had to medicine say. ball in your hand or are you just happy to see me I well don't know. it turns
2: out hallie and peter are launching a health and wellness site called Hollywood. Yeah, she's been trying to do this for a while. Lori. I know, but I love the name. Hollywood. But when you go to it, all that's up is photos. No, no content. So yeah, it been that way for a while. Is going to be her goop. But anyway, in an interview with People Magazine, he claims when he first met Hallie, he didn't realize her physical age fifty one now because she has the athleticism. Of a twenty-five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and now
3: I'm going to share with you the exact fitness routine that Halle Berry does, all for the low, low price of fifty-nine ninety-five a month. Oh, is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's basically yeah. free. Yeah,
2: is that free? But it is smart for her to do a lifestyle site. Oh, I think she, it's completely yeah. smart. Yeah.
3: But what it is, it's you know, of course, the praise is going to come because she is aspirational. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. Yeah.
2: I wish you would just get a. I wish you no could get a good jobs. acting role. Yeah. Mm. Damn. Damn it. Okay, uh, here's the Rihanna uh, talking in Vogue because of course she's in Ocean's Eight. They asked her about her relationship with Drake. Hollywood speak this, please. We don't have a friendship, no. But we're not enemies either. It is what it is. <laughs> ah.
3: We were enemies at one point. But now we're not anymore because I've moved on to a, a rich Saudi billionaire yeah. as my boyfriend. Yeah. I don't need
2: you, Drake. So they're not texting. They're not no, calling. They're not and that's sharing. That's
3: appropriate. That's fine.
2: Okay. Christina Aguilera decides to, uh, after six-year hiatus, to make her musical comeback with a new track called Accelerate, produced by Kanye West and it is a very graphic music video i was shocked when he posted it
3: it is looped up and ready to Freedom go of the press. but there's yeah. no nudity <laughs> no There's no, no. just some she's strategically getting... placed no. ra- electrical tape. tape that's right <laughs> that's
2: right technically and she's just seductively licking her fingers she's totally naked. the glass of milk that dribbles down her chin yeah mm. let's let's play it she okay. says she's always been a huge fan of Kanye outside of, you know, his controversial <laughs> aspects. <laughs> so basically everything that he's doing yeah. right now. Right. Here we go. Here's the song. Oh. What is my city? We need like work, work, work for a second.
3: Not going to be getting on heavy rotation. You know the thing with Christina. Aguilera, it reminded me of
2: Rihanna. At yes. first. Oh, it sounded like well, work, 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 yeah. work and at first. That's
3: the thing with Christina Aguilera is that I feel like she has a difficult time finding her authentic voice. Mm. She, she sounded like Rihanna in that song. She's doing a lot of the vocal affectations that are really popular right now. Nice. The kind of like huh, huh, huh. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And oh, so sure. she's influenced by other people, and she had the same problem eight six eight years ago oh, with that
2: album that nobody bought
3: that one that nobody bought bionic which came out in 2010 which was basically lady er excuse me christina aguilera trying to do her best lady gaga impression that's at the time because right. that's when lady gaga was really huge and it was all about the little monsters and the bad oh. romance and- you know when,
1: when she sounded really good if you guys remember this when she recorded a, a maybe a couple of duets with tony bennett
3: yeah, oh, she yes. has a great you know, standards she, voice. Yeah, yeah, Do that. And she kind of <laughs> tried to do some throwback. I just feel like she's never really found Christina Aguilera. In the same way where, you know, Mariah Carey, she's found her voice. Or any yeah. kind of Celine Dion yeah. has found her voice. And even
2: Britney Spears has kind of found her voice. Well, the new album drops June 15th. And um, it's... it's um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't... I think I, it will be worth a listen. Yeah, it'll be, we'll see how she does. But she also gives a, another interview where she talks about The Voice, being on The Voice. This is in Billboard magazine, the new issue of Billboard. And she was on and off that show between 2011 and 2016. She said, it became something that I didn't feel was what I'd signed up for in season one you realize it's not about music. It's about making good TV moments and massaging a story. When did you ever think that was <laughs> not going to <laughs> well, be duh. the case?
3: Chris, thank you. That's a study of duh right <laughs> yeah. there. You're making a TV show. And by the time The Voice started, we kind of knew the the name of the game. Yeah, she knew, the knew the that after, after the first shows. season. Why'd
2: she keep signing up? But she said, I didn't well, get into this business to be a television host and to be given all these rules. You can't wear this. You can't say that. I would find myself on that show desperately trying to express myself through clothing or makeup or hair. It was my only kind of outlet. I can see that. And then she said the reason she stayed in position at The Voice, her kid.
3: The kid. The money. I get it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
3: of course. Naturally. Yeah, not having the tour. I
2: totally understand that. Paula Patton's new boyfriend's uh, wife files for divorce. Just soak in that that headline.
3: (laughs) Without presented without comment.
2: Yeah, the uh, the Paula Patton's boyfriend said, "Well, obviously there's three sides to every story. Only oh. a cheating spouses. <laughs> oh, there's three sides. sides. <laughs> 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 okay. Only when there's the girlfriend, the boyfriend, and the and other two people. Other, oh oh go. my gosh! And Tristan Thompson had to come out at the Cavs game last night to the chant of Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. 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 <laughs> oh, so
3: funny. All right, well." we'll